Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. Or should I say, welcome to Chill Filter, the number one whiskey talk show on the internet with no guests. Darn right. <laughs> uh, this week's episode, pretty excited, drinking some easily accessible stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, in the meantime, I think one thing we haven't really talked about much is our Patreon levels, Cole. Like, I know yeah. we've mentioned Patreon, but like... If you guys get in, go ahead and check us out, chillfilter.com yeah. slash chill, no, slash, slash Patreon. Patreon.com slash chillfiltered. Dude, oh, man. I, I <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's where you got to go. And we got lots of cool tiers. Um, you know, there's things like you can get an awesome Glen Karen yeah. stubby kind of guy. Without uh, a stem. hey and, and you'll look like a baller. You yeah. can't ding like a baller, probably. Not but, yet, until you get it. <laughs> See, that's not the best baller ding. Is what it's, I was going for. It could for. be better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got flasks. We got uh, bar signs. We got all sorts of stuff yeah, at different tiers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? We like to give back. Tis the yeah. season for giving. And yeah, well, now is the season. We, but Cole really is the mastermind behind everything. Chill filtered, and Cole loves to give back. So, and if you want to hop on to the next three months worth of drink-alongs, now is the time. If you've been like, if you're eyeing it, if you're Drew Tolan, and you're like, man, I've been thinking about supporting my dudes, and Drew Tolan, no pressure at all. Um, <laughs> but if you're if you're some other, you know, if you're if you've been listening for a while and you're like, I'm not supporting these guys yet, but I want to. Now's the time because you'll get in on the next three drink-alongs, uh, which we're drinking. You get this? It is solidified now. We okay. are drinking Templeton Rye, ten year single barrel. All right, uh, which uh, will be pretty awesome. And then we're also going to be drinking dis- uh, Delbach Distillers Cut, and that's from the oh. summer twenty. Or is it the summer? Yeah, I want to say it's the summer twenty twenty one release, uh, which they finished the the non smoked uh, single malt in high west barrels. And then thirdly, we're going to be drinking uh, Booker's. Uh, 2021-2021-04, which is the No Strangers batch. Uh, we're going to be drinking that with our peeps. So if you want to be a part of that, if you want to like support us and get something back, this is the time. So I tell you what, if you've been listening to the podcast very long, getting in now, mm-hmm. if you live in an area where you can't get Del Bach, getting in now oh, just yeah. to get that Del Bach sample, that might even be worth it. Or yeah. if, you, like, if you just hate listening to us, Steve... Steve. You could, you know, just get in just to get that tail box sample. That's probably yeah. worth a loan in yeah. my book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, think about it. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for the business. Good mm-hmm. business. Man, yeah, good that business. felt good. Yeah. Been thinking about great. that all week. Get that off my yeah. chest. Cool. How yeah. you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. Uh, let's see. This week, we're recording late in the week. This week, we are. But, uh, this week has been a little bit up and down. Part of me is. Um, I have a lot of my plate at work and it's not too much. Like I'm not overwhelmed, but it's been a little bit hard. Like I got two projects I'm working on at once and it's just been hard to balance. And that's like, that can be stressful for me. That actually can like put me over the edge of like overwhelmed sometimes is just Mm -hmm. balancing. Balancing alone is kind of hard for me sometimes. Uh, Not impossible. And I'm getting there. I'm kind of meeting all the, the deadlines that I need to. Uh, but that can like stress me out sometimes. And uh, so it hasn't been a terrible week in that way, but it has been a little bit stressful. Uh, Beck, we, after this, after we record, 
uh, Beck and Heather and I are going to be going to JCPenney for some uh, silly uh, like professional photos in which Heather will be dressed up in one of those blow up dinosaur costumes. And then I made uh, out of like this nice clay stuff. I made this fake uh dinosaur egg that's like hatched open and so okay. beck's gonna be coming out of this dinosaur egg thing oh, i was hoping i was hoping you were gonna be holding back wearing that egg as a diaper Ooh, but... hey it's not too late <laughs> put some holes in it uh and uh no but holes that should be coals. fun holes for plenty of coals uh i'm excited speaking of coal i'm excited for christmas i'm probably mm-hmm. on the nice list um because i've been a good boy this year And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been, um, I love Christmas. I love buying it like, like Christmas to me, honestly, not even, not even ashamed at all is about giving and receiving gifts to me. Uh, that's what I love. And like, I just adore like, like, like even, even for our Christmas episode, we're going to be sending me and you as always, uh, there will be an exchange of gifts, and I'm like really excited for you to open the gifts I got you. Um, and, now, Cole, uh, we had uh-huh. to maybe talk off air, but uh-huh. I'm concerned by the amount of boxes that I'm no, getting. No, just just three. That's it. No more. Okay. And they're but all still- like they're all semi small stuff. Like there's nothing like I okay. didn't spend a. So we didn't talk budget, amount. and I yeah. saw something. I found something for you, and I was like. Mm-hmm. This this has got my man yeah. Cole's name all over it. That's all I need. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm just, I let's see. That's it's, see, it's literally a card with my name on it. It's like, cool. That's the thing that gets me is like, so I have like my wife. So when I was a kid, like mm-hmm. grew up very lower middle class. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. And you know, you got maybe one, a gift from Santa, a gift yeah. from mom and dad. Yeah. And like, sometimes it wasn't even, it was like, I mean, looking when I was a kid, I was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking back, I'm like, yeah, you know, like my parents did their best and I yeah. love them and appreciate for it. Mm-hmm. I can marry into my wife's family yeah. and I got more gifts the first Christmas with them than Bro. I probably did my entire childhood. <laughs> I feel that and struggle. So then like couple that with like my wife's family, both of my brothers-in-law on her side are like millionaires. Yeah. And they like out gift us with our kids, which is tricky and it's hard, but I always mm-hmm. feel like that, that reciprocity is like, yeah tricky so then i get three boxes from cole i sent cole one box and now i'm like man i'm gonna be happy but you're gonna like it i think yeah, you love darn it darn like it you're gonna want some more and of then it. sean ciaro sends us our own oh little my gosh christmas gift so we're oh gonna my be kids set. were struggling with that like mm-hmm. i opened up the whiskey samples and like oh you got whiskey and that's for us no that's not <laughs> don't know what it is but it was addressed to daddy so like they were like oh, oh that's great sure it was, i should so, you know how I put a shameless plug out there last episode. I should also do one for our children. If you want to send gifts to our children, <laughs> no. Oh man. Yeah. So anyway, you were talking. Christmas yeah, is no. about giving. Yeah, it's a, it's an exciting time for me. I love Christmas. My um, my in laws recently. I they they were like, can you send us like a kind of a list of your wishes and such for Christmas? And I you know, put a few things on there, just like three, three little things. And they're like, Cole, can you send us more things to add? And I'm like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, and the nice thing is Heather and I, we save up all year. We have a set or like a savings account, account. just, just yep. for Christmas. Um, so that or we, we don't have to scramble around diapers, or anything like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, which also dinosaur 
egg diapers are great mm-hmm. for scrambling around town. Yeah, and scrambling oh, yeah. eggs around my town, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and uh, it kind of worked, right? That was kind of funny, right? <laughs> yeah. okay. I like you. You got you got you a like genuine laugh out of me, man. Uh, anyway, I'm not. Yeah, that's kind of. I mean, I I don't it. know if I enjoyed the mental picture I got from it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it kind of worked. Yeah. Um, so it reminds me of a song. There's a band uh, called Bucko Nine. Okay. And it's a ska band. And uh, the song is called My Town. Uh-huh. Um, and you said scrambling eggs around my town. Uh-huh. And the song goes, my town, my street. Give me something good that can't be beat. So I just... <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad you brought up ska. Okay. Because this week, I want to say it was yesterday. No, it was two days ago. Mm-hmm. I, you started a ska um, band? I No, I thought about it, but... A No um, Doubt tribute in your no, Gwen Stefani? great, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, I would love that if I actually could pull off Gwen Stefani. I don't think Scott. No, I don't. No doubt, so. no doubt's not Scott to me anyway. But anyway, well, they ha- so so so. Here's the thing: is that you're right. I would say no doubt is not Scott, but they have a few songs that are. I would they, I would say I would say the roots are in it. Their that mm-hmm. first album with that was 100%. major had some Scott influence for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But, but here's the thing. Is that the song that I did? I put on, you know, YouTube Music, and um, and I told my phone to play "Oi to the World" by No Doubt, which, in my opinion, could be one of their most sky-y songs. Have you ever heard that song? I don't think I know. I have not. It's yeah. Listen to it. And so what it did was it set off. And normally, if I tell my phone to play No Doubt, it'll play like similar songs to No Doubt, and those being not too sky-y songs. But when I asked Google to play Oi to the world, it played uh, like an amazing playlist of some great ska bands after that, including uh, what's that song? We've talked about the Mighty Mighty Boston's before, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like, duh, 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 do it again. You know what I'm talking about? Oh I my gosh. It, it rang a bell there for a second. Then mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, it had some the, like the, Mighty Mighty Boston's. King. And, was that? The Rascal King. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. 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 So it was Rascal it was a good time. And you met that guy, right? Dickie Barrett. Yeah, I did. Yeah. What a, Dude, I got a, I got I got Robbie an album Devo. somewhere from like old warp tours. Nice. Yeah, I met Dick Dickie Barrett was cool. That's like, what you that told was me. One, yeah. was one guy in line, like I'm like, dude, he's so awesome. Yeah. He's so no, awesome. No, I would love to so get it. So awesome. One to touch. <laughs> Anyway, I, I, I could go on about uh, ska and uh, playlists of, of ska, but uh, I had a good time. And yeah, I'll send that song to you. Actually, maybe I'll put it on the Dead Balls playlist. Uh, Boy to the can, world. Boy to the world. And it's uh, it's a great, great No Doubt song. And it's Christmassy. If you listen to like an alternative Christmas, it might show up. Like a playlist, okay. it might show up. So um, yeah, otherwise, doing good. I... How's the yeah, house coming along? Carpets in? Painting? No. No. So we decided to forego, not forego, we decided to delay the carpeting, okay. uh, which we, we actually still do intend to do, but the painters are coming in tomorrow for the first day, and it might take okay. about a week and a half, so good news, slow news. We yeah. might not be in this house for about a week or two, so. You know what? <sighs> uh, you know, and that's not too big a deal, except for mm-hmm. the fact that Christmas is coming. Exactly. Yeah, but Christmas will fat. be in Jersey for my family this year. So we're not really like I mean like there is the Christmas feel cool and in stuff. This house like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. You, so you will be out of town. So it's, it's not too big a deal. Yeah, it could be worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beck's, so Beck's first Christmas, you guys are traveling. That's brave. Yeah. yeah, it's a five and a half hour drive too, which is more than I thought it would be. But it's the darn Chesapeake Bay. So cool. Are you entry buzzing just on electrolytes right there? Yeah, basically. I I I was in such a hurry. I just wrote the history and just had enough time to rush downstairs, grab the booze and the ice and such, which I do have ice this week. And yeah. get this, it's clear ice Ooh, that I from the ice? chopped up. Okay. No, I did one of those uh, small cooler methods. Gotcha. Of, okay. Yeah, and broke it I up. was going to text you earlier and be like, I know you're out and busy today, this mm-hmm. morning, but make sure you pick up a pack of ice. Yeah. So. I can't do another low credibility review. Dude, talk about low credibility. Like mm-hmm. we've got low grade, old fashioned ice cube trays. Like that's what we like. It's more, it's easier for me to do that than it is mm-hmm. to like keep our one in the fridge functioning. Huh. From our Samsung in fridge. Do better, Samsung. Seriously. Yeah. Cox Internet, Samsung, fridges. Do better. Yeah. And then in the meantime, you're doing great. Bush's Baked Beans, uh, Camp Chef Smokers. and uh, Solo Stones. Solo, yeah, exactly. Dude, which I've been loving, man. I love that sucker. How often do you smoke it up? Or should Um, I say not smoke it up? No, yeah. Well, you get a little smoke at the beginning. Okay. And then it's good to go. Um, On the weekend, it's... I start Non-stop. one in the morning and really that sounds like and a I'll good maybe time. do one in the evening. It's it's just nice and easy. Yeah. And I love it. Like the smoke, like you barely even get any on your clothes, it sounds like. Um if if, if you were to go out there after mm. it was already started, yeah, you, you, you wow. might maybe pick up smoke smell, but I might need to buy one. You've you've it's uh, awesome. You've uh, persuaded me to buy some things in the past, and they've been successful. So. I tell you, I love it. Yeah, low you're smoke. Like, remember that it one does... time you were like, Cole, you need to start eating Bush's baked beans. And I'm like, yes. Okay. And look where yeah. we are now. And then you were like, I finally pooped. And I'm like, good yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> finally had my turkey dump. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this is a lot talking about me. I want to hear about how you're doing. Well, I interrupted quite a bit. Nah, so we're good. Um, you know, I'm okay. It's been, mm-hmm. it's been a rough week. I got some... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got some rough news. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, personal. It was news, like, like. person. Yeah, rough personal news mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of the week or early mm-hmm. in the week, and it's been a rough week. Yeah. Um, and I will say the news that I got, and I, it made me realize something that I definitely can use alcohol as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I, I I drank that night, and the next day I was like, I, I didn't even want to drink. But mm-hmm. I did. I felt like I needed to. So Cole and I were talking before the episode. And I think what we're going to do is I, I feel like per, for myself personally, I just need mm-hmm. to distance myself from alcohol for a little bit. And it's hard to do when you do a, a podcast yeah. with alcohol, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you can be good for a while. And then like, I, I, you can't take a month off. You can't take a week off because mm-hmm. it's like you come back to it. And then so anyway, we were talking. And I think what we're going to do is the month of January. It's going to be all pre-recorded episodes. So we'll probably yeah. like shorter episodes, less interaction. Yeah, um, a little less around the podcast. So we're going to do a bunch of episodes a over Christmas break. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm going to go dry January just to kind of reset myself, make sure I got my priorities straight. But uh, um, yeah, and I, I will say, you know, I appreciate having the podcast in general. Mm-hmm. I think stuff like that can kind of be a little tricky at times. Mm-hmm. And the podcast doesn't necessarily help with that. But I think, uh, you know, working with you, Cole, it, 
like even a couple there's a couple i'm horrible at texting people back and remembering mm-hmm. things, but like a couple times i was like i'm just glad i get to do this with cole yeah, like I feel the same you know, way. And so i appreciate it i appreciate the support and you just being like yeah cool whatever let's just do a bunch of episodes and yeah call january good yeah so yeah. and uh yeah i was telling you robbie that uh before this just for our listeners that there have been times like like i said i had a kind of stressful week this week there were two occasions where i'm like that and i've told about my my rule outside of the podcast i only drink on the weekends um and there were two times this week where i was like you know what i could just not even like hide it but just hide it from myself just be like all right i'm just gonna have this cider that's in the fridge call a mulligan on it yeah yeah i call a mulligan exactly and uh and i'll you know it's it's a one-off one-off this but then i kind of had to question myself why do i want to drink so much and 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 i wasn't even planning on getting drunk i wasn't even planning on getting super even buzzed i just wanted one beer and um cider yeah 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 (laughs) that's true it's very different and (laughs) cider can go quick depending on how sweet it is uh, but it, it was, that was my only plan. And it wouldn't even, yeah. I know for myself, it wouldn't have been more than a cider, one bottle. I wouldn't have been like, you know, what, I'll go for another. Uh, but personally, I just had to question myself. Why do you want that cider so much? And I was like, cause I'm stressed. And I'm like, ah, 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 you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's, it's a tricky thing. And those, those of us, you know, pretty much all of our listeners drink. Uh, I can imagine. And uh, if, in fact, if you're not, a, if you're a listener who doesn't drink, mm-hmm. hit us up. I, yeah, I'd love to hear. Yeah, this we want to hear about that actually. Yeah. Um. And and I had I have family, not immediate family, but I have had family that has trouble with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have an addictive personality. Yep. Uh, and I need to be very careful uh, because yep. I like part of like even one of the benefits, and I know you feel the same way, Robbie. One of the benefits of not developing a habit is to continue this podcast. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm like, if I become an alcoholic, I think I would need to stop drinking. Like, well, that's one thing that yeah. that's one thing that scared me is I'm like, mm-hmm. because I, I, you know, my, I have my, my dad, you know, one of his things he said mm-hmm. to me is he's like, you know, like he, he felt really bad. It was close to, to the end with him. And he was just mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I said, I just told him how much I loved him. He was like, mm. that means a lot, especially considering you're raised by an alcoholic father. Mm, and that hit me hard. So mm. even just thinking about that, I was like, gosh, you know, and I didn't know, you don't notice that stuff when you're a no. kid. Like, it's just, mm. it's just how it is. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that hit me. I'm like, okay, totally. it, it probably runs in the family, but I get him like in the sense that like, well, I guess my kid, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, PTSD from Vietnam and all that. I'm like, yeah. okay, like, <laughs> totally. I can tell you what, I would probably be an alcoholic yeah. after all, all the stuff that he told me about and mm-hmm. he didn't even tell me half of it. So that's one of the things that is, is like, yeah, and I don't want to give up the podcast. Yeah. So I want to make sure I'm in check. I'm good totally. to go. Like, I don't need it. Respectable. Um, develop some healthy habits. So what? And that's get, the thing. Well, yeah. No, yeah. And, and the thing is, that you take a month off and you kind of recenter. And, uh, and I don't see you, Robbie, as being one of those people that would like sneak a, sneak a, a, a tipple or a tot, you know, if I'm, if you know what I mean, <laughs> a tot um, or a tipple. And, and that's one of those things of like, you know, I'm sacrificing this month for my own health. Like, and I'm not even talking about mental or physical health. I'm talking about like addictive health, you know, if there's yeah. such a thing and, and like me and you have, you know, like and I said, I had uh, addictive personality. I know you said you, you can agree with that. And Dude, um, yeah. I'm it an is, all or nothing kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And and I yep. don't, yeah, 
I think I think we understand each other and and our listeners. Sorry, we're probably not going to be as interactive per episode in January, but we will be doing a lot of fun stuff, hopefully on Instagram outside of drinking. So we say that and I <laughs> and then I always feel like I don't post stuff and do nah, stuff. Although so this week too, alcohol wise. Mm. So I got a buddy's uh, 40th birthday coming up this week. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to say who because he does listen every once in a while. Nice. He won't be able to figure it out from these clues. But uh, I got a uh, bottle for him of uh, Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was pretty excited. I didn't know what I was going to find. Snack. And then uh, I got myself a bottle of uh, Jack Daniels uh, Single Barrel Rye. Good stuff. Dude, yeah. yeah. And they had like three bottles on the shelf too. I felt I kind of felt compelled to buy them all, but I didn't. Yeah, it's good stuff. But, uh, Did you have yeah. you tasted it yet? Are you entry buzzing on it? That's what I entry buzzed on. Yeah. Nice. Did you get that that really nice candied banana? I'm not getting banana on Weird. this one. Weird. It is a single barrel. You never know how they're going to turn out. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, it's definitely very uh, sweet and subtle. Mm-hmm. Nice. But it was more of like a like an apple and pear kind Ooh. of a thing. Yeah. So I like it. Very. Yeah. And it's at 47, but it was a very light and refreshing. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah that's cool. So anyway. Anything else to say before? Uh, I think this might have been one of our longest shooting the breezes ever, which I don't hate. You know what? The breeze has been it. shot. Oh, it's Let's been go shot. for a walk. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So here we go to break. We'll be back and talk about some history. And we're back uh, oh, yeah. on the history uh, today. Well, before I get to the history, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Miles Ferguson, one of our Patreon supporters, who did me a solid this week by picking up some uh, Booker's 2021-04 and some Alberta Premium Cast Strength Rye this week. Oh, uh, we were getting lunch, and and I, I decided even before lunch, I was like, let me just drop by the ABC store, the Alcoholic Beverage Control Board store, and uh, if, if for those who, yeah, you, you, uh, before I do that, I need to go do to they the call ATM it ABC machine, in Idaho? the automated teller machine machine. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. No, it's it's just a liquor store. Yeah. So in in Virginia and I believe one, at least one other state, I want to say it's North Carolina, but they just call it ABC alcoholic beverage control. Uh, but anyway, they I went there, saw Alberta Premium Cash Strength Rye on the shelf, which I was like, this is incredible to see that on a shelf. And then I saw Booker's on the shelf and three bottles, and you can only buy one. And so I like went in and I was like, hey, Miles, you know how we're getting lunch? You mind if you just drop by the, the uh, liquor store and pick <laughs> me up some uh, one of each of those? And I paid him, of course, or at least I gave him my card. Uh, so uh, he did me a solid. Thanks, uh, Miles. Appreciate you a lot. And um, so let's talk about Old Forester Rye, the first mention of what we're drinking on this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is their standard rye. It's 100 proof, and we'll get into all that stuff. This is definitely not our first Old Forester product on the podcast. This is actually our sixth episode on wow. an Old Forester product. What? Whatever. I. I... Yeah, Buffalo Trace has got to be in the lead for amount of I items on the say, podcast. Yeah, yeah, we've done like yeah. six Colonel Taylors alone. So, yeah, Man. but uh, and then but like the single there. oaks and then mm-hmm. and Eagle Rare, Eagle Rare Rye. Seventeen, George T. Yeah. Stag, the whole antique collection last year. Yep. You know, yeah, that's probably not okay. One. 
Um, but, but six anyway, is good. Old yeah, six is good great. on you. And the funny thing is, it wasn't until the fifties uh, episode wise where we actually did our first. Our most recent episode on Old Forester was only eight episodes ago. Was Old Forester One Hundred Proof Bourbon, uh, in which uh, we talked about Brown Foreman. And it feels like it's been a while since that one, but I guess that is like two months ago. Yeah. Uh, so uh, today we're actually just going to talk about some fun facts about the Old Forester Distillery. Now, I didn't want to get into like um, any story in particular. I was like, let's just spew out some fun facts we haven't talked about before. Spew it, bro. If you got to spew. Spewing. Yeah, spew on the podcast. Let's do it. So these days, although there are or there is a fully operational new Old Forester Distillery in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, that's awkward. Which we'll get into <laughs> the I, new I think we'll Old about. Forester. Yeah, that's true. Old Forester. Yeah, no, it's weird. Which in time will be the old new Old Forester. That's true. It'll be the yeah. middle one. Yeah, maybe they'll make another one day. But apparently they are jam. expanding their downtown Louisville one. Like like a lot of money is going into that. Uh, but the most of Old Forester's product is still produced in. Do you know what? Do you remember what the uh, the motto for the city was, Robbie? Lively and chively. That's it. Yep, chively yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, going, boy. I got one more. <laughs> I, got I got one it. more quiz for you later. And hopefully you get that one. If you get this okay. next one right. You're gonna you're gonna be blown away. I mean, I'm gonna be blown away because it is All it right. is a little bit of tougher one. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it is mostly in Shively to this day. But Louisville definitely has more of a Torable distillery. It's much Louisville more of a Torable. Uh, yeah, Louisville not Torrible. as catchy as Lively and Shively. Yeah, no, <laughs> it should keep Louisville Torable. Yeah, but uh, if you want to hit up one of the distilleries, I would probably recommend their Louisville one. If you weren't aware. Uh, Old Forester will double distill their bourbon and their rye uh, to oh, what did I oh to one forty proof, and then they'll um, then they'll bring it down to one twenty five typically. So their entry proof into the barrel uh, will usually be about one twenty five, and then they'll cut it from there. Uh, do you remember Robbie the mash bill for Old Forester bourbon in terms of percentages of corn, rye, and malted barley? Seventy five. Close. 70. Close. 65. 72% corn. That's what I said. That's what yeah. I said. 70, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much an average. The answer is 70. No, I don't remember. Sorry. And then, no, no. So it, it's uh, it's a one that I do a lot because Old Forester uses it and Woodford Reserve uses it. And it's uh, 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% malted barley. But for the rye, which we're drinking today, it's 65% rye, 20% malted barley, and the rest 15% corn. So here's a fun fact I learned today. Uh, you you know some of the brand names, especially the ones with human names, something like Old Barton <laughs> or uh, I.W. Harper. Uh, those are names that were human actually made names. up. Like they were faked names. Um, and, you know, like Elijah Craig, that's a real dude. And uh, who else? Like... Um, like Elmer Teeley, real dude. Um, oh, not phony. Yeah, he not phony. And but for like Harper and Barton, they were actually made up names because they were almost like one. Uh, Harper was Americanized. They were like it sounds American, but the guy who ran it was a German guy. And then Barton was similar. Uh, the guy who who bought out the old Moore Distillery decided to name it. Um, Thomas S. Moore Distillery, he decided to name him Barton because he just pulled a name out of a hat, which we talked about in that episode, or in a recent episode. Um, 
But Old Forester, it was very interestingly named. Uh, I remember George Garvin Brown. He was the guy behind Old Forester and the guy behind the Brown Foreman Company. Um, and he's GGB. long dead. I think he died before Prohibition. Um, when he was giving the product a name, he decided to name it Old Forester after a well-known doctor in the Louisville area whose name was Dr. William Forrester. And that's with two R's in the middle of Forrester. Uh, and the this was a marketing move, basically, to signify the quality of his product. Like he, like he It was like signed off by a doctor, basically. And uh, eventually they took the, the two R's and just made it one in Old Forrester. And um, so I, we don't talk about this as much as we probably should, but remember how... I just mentioned this Woodford Reserve and Old Forester have the same mash bill. Why is it that I like Old Forester typically their bourbon more than I like Woodford's bourbon? And there's probably a lot of things to it, but the real the real answer is that there are tons of variables that change besides the mash bill. Mash bill is just one variable of a ton when it comes to bourbon. There's age, there's barrels char, there's barrel type, there's um like uh, what type of warehouse it's in, what floor of the warehouse it's in, all these random things that can affect it. But what we rarely talk about is the yeast strain. And Ooh. yeast is a very underrated and undercredited variable in the process. And there's a buttload of yeast strains out there. And each yeast strain can be very different. <laughs> yeast, um, what? Butt yeast. Butt <laughs> yeast. Gonna say? I was, uh, you need some Vagisil when you get the butt yeast. That's true. Anasil, probably. Anasil. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. And uh that's that's very easily noticeable in things, especially oh, like best. single barrel barrel strengths from or four roses, because Man, they have their Mashville yeast strain codes like the OESF yeah. and all that stuff. They pop that bunghole, they see that yeast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh bunghole. So <laughs> old Forester uses a yeast strain they call 1B and they use about a 20% sour mash. And I don't have too much time to talk about what sour mash the process means, uh, but it, that could actually make a really good future episode. Maybe when we do the OESF from uh, Four Roses, we'll talk about uh, sour mash and yeast strains and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, think of it though as like, they take some of the old mash um, that has fermented and they put it in the new mash and it does mostly one big thing and it, and it brings the acidity up uh, for the new mash. So it makes it easier to ferment and it almost is like a sourdough starter kind of thing in a way. Okay. But anyway, I could talk about that in a future episode probably, but it's a lot, it's a cool process. But anyway, one B is old Forester's own proprietary yeast strain. Uh, and that's actually the idea of proprietary yeast strains in the bourbon and whiskey industry is not uncommon at all. There are plenty of uh, distilleries that do not share their yeast strain. They do not. I mean, it's not like a mash build. Like they actually like, uh, what was it? I forget. There's, I want to say it's like Jack Daniels or something, but there's a big one out there that like really like made their mash like there's they have the same yeast strain not mash they have the same yeast strain that they had from like the beginning of their company and it's been like a hundred years plus so i was just looking this up because that's mm -hmm. i was so 
are good. I, and I feel bad. Okay. I don't feel bad because it's awesome. Embellish mm-hmm. pod, John Hughes. Yeah. Another shout out. He on, oh gosh, July 29th, uh-huh. episode 18. He did a whole episode on yeast and oh, that's it's great. called wild, wild yeast. So I, I, I want to say he referenced what you're talking about right now. And I can't remember, mm-hmm. but yes, I'm with you because have to I listen to, to mm-hmm. yeah, no, I listen to them all. Cause John's great, but mm-hmm. yeah, I listened, awesome. one, Check him out. I listened to that one in Vegas. I was in the, uh, the new Sahara hotel nice. watching Olympic soccer. Boom. Nice. There you go. Yeah, that's cool. No, it's not, but no, moving on. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so John stuff is cool, but yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, we could just do a whole history episode as well on just yeast alone, too. Uh, beautiful process. And, and maybe we'll, we'll even yeast. get a master distiller involved and be like, we'll hey. Put some water in the yeast. Yeah. We'll put some ice in the yeast. Ice. We'll just eat the we'll yeast. Drink yeast. We'll crap our brains out probably the yeah. next day. I would assume, like, if you just ate a package of yeast. I, I imagine our belly like gotta, or like our dude, stomach acid would kill it all. That's, that's gotta be thought. the next like TikTok trend. Yeah. Yeah. It's thing. like Tide Pod challenge. Yeah. Just eating pure yeast challenge. <laughs> anyway, fun facts about old Forester. So today we are drinking old Forester rye. It's part of old Forester's core series. There's of course, in the core series, three bourbons of the 86 proof bourbon, which you would expect the hundred proof bourbon, both of which we have drank on this podcast. And uh, what we're drinking we today, the 100 proof rye. Drank it, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, 65% rye, 20% malted barley, and 15% corn. It is 100 proof. Uh, uh, Old Forester basically revived a historic rye recipe, which I imagine is that mash bill. And I don't know about the Eastern, but from what was called Normandy rye whiskey. It was a brand from like, it was acquired in 1940 by Brown Foreman. And they just used that. Uh, no age statement, but it's assumed to be a four year. Uh, I have no, I had no idea recently that this release is actually somewhat new. Uh, this was apparently introduced in early 2019, the rye option. And it's been a hit though, especially uh, in certain markets for the price, especially uh, and the yeah. price about 23 bucks. Well, so, that's great. I, I, I have yet to see it here. Not that oh, I really was looking for, but yeah. Said, not... It was allocated in certain markets, which I found hard to believe. But now that you mentioned that, it makes a little more sense. I mean, not that again, not that I look for it, mm-hmm. but when I'm just perusing, yeah, peruse. I don't see it. Yeah. So uh, here's the cork pop and slash the unscrew of the cap of the bottle, not a sample bottle this week. Well, at least not for me. <laughs> Ooh, I, I have a note on the nose that I will get to once I get a uh, little bit of um, okay. pour in here. But even oh, just geez. smelling from the bottle, um, I had a really, really obvious note to me. So you know what gets me and just happened is sample bottles. I unscrewed the top, mm-hmm. went to go pour and then, it, and little yeah, plastic thing sticks You always got to check yeah, for the plastic. Yeah, can't, can't pour it right now. Jeez, yeah. Man. I would hate for you to like try to pour it and then all of a sudden like the plastic pops fuse out. Yeah. Yeah. And then like I have to like pretend for the audience that I'm still mm-hmm. drinking it, but I'm sucking at it in my sweatpants. Uh-huh. It tastes like uh, 70% cotton and 30% Polyester. lycra. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I can see you as a lycra kind of man. Oh, yeah. That's what, uh, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> lycra man. Yeah. 
Uh, I know, I like your little mini snifter. I asked for yeah. some nice snifters for Christmas this year, like some Waterford snifters, not like cut crystal, but still like really nice crystal. So I do like this one. It's classy. Mm-hmm. Wait till you oh, see the good. ones I ordered, dude. They're like they're like straight up cognac. Like you like stir it under your armpit. It's so big. I was gonna say like, you're doing it under your armpit, like a monkey there. thing. Oh, oh, ah, ah. But you're like <laughs> you scratch like. Yeah, it's yeah. Some someone out there is like, I know exactly what Cole's talking about, but ninety nine percent of the people are gonna be like, I have no idea what he's talking about, and one percent of the people are throwing feces at other people. Yeah, exactly. So, so. Um, yeah, no, I literally like you're like I was trying like because Chelsea's working right now, and uh, it was I was giving the girls the rundown on mm-hmm. rules while Daddy's yeah working. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, why do you always drink, Daddy, when you work? Oh, man. Well, that so the cold brings up a good point. In January. <laughs> no, this is good work. Uh, no. So one of the notes, what you were saying something, though, weren't you? Probably nothing. You were giving ground rules to the children. Yeah, no. So, oh, yeah, that's right. And I was like, just grabbed a couple glasses from the cabinet. Mm-hmm. And this is one that they got. And I, this is one of my favorites, but I don't use it that often. I still cannot find my dropper and I cannot find my chill filtered Glen Cairn. I do not know where they went. I should send you in my or a new uh, Glen Cairn because I, yeah, I just I'm, got sure a new badge. It. I'm sure uh, I can find it for the sake of uh, Dramhound. And whoever else will hop on to the ten dollar tier or more on Patreon.com. Get it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so one of the notes, it's not when you put your nose in the glass, but it's kind of like a, 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 a what do you call it? A, a wafting. Wafted note. Wafting from the is Yeast. And I think it could be half a chance that it is just because we've been mentioning yeast a lot, but I did get kind of a bread yeast on power uh, like, suggestions, a real thing, man. I think so. Even my own suggestion. Oh, it yeah. absolutely is. I know it is because, like, mm. we'll, we'll, we'll be talking on, like, oh, what'd you get? What'd you get? And You'll say yeah. something and like, I'm like, I do oh, get yeah, raspberries. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but I don't, I don't know if that's, different. I don't know if that's like a hundred percent like bad. You know, when you think about like, uh, like I don't know if that's like I very well might not have pulled that note out. Like I feel like there's a mix of like that's a good note. I could actually get that, or like, yes, no, I smell good, raspberries. I think that's a good thing to go after. Is mm-hmm. where it's like you know, going after and looking at different yeasts and kind of seeing like yeah I, that's not where i'm gonna go but like mm-hmm. if you're a next level kind of guy totally which i know we have some listeners that are like next level but they'll go for yeah. it but dudes are pros so um, this is what What was the mash bill on the skin it's 70 65 uh, rye 20 uh malted barley and 15 percent corn okay so can... i'm i'm getting rye notes uh yeah for sure not bad at all um i think the corn is a little pronounced too though yeah like like i'm definitely like i'm like 50 50 this is either like and honestly i'm not the best but i'm 50 50 this is a rye this is a bourbon oh really like i'm getting a lot of corn oh it it's definitely a rye to me but if I didn't, no, know... it's definitely a ride to everyone because it is a ride. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I 
you know, I think a big ooh, ooh, you got something cool. Um, I think a big plus of this whiskey is that it is twenty three bucks a bottle. I, you know, absolutely. I think so far, I really like the palette, but I actually think it should be less than hundred proof. I think the proof is not helping it. I think it oh, could well, be we'll less and could be still water. enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. That's why we drop a few drops of water in oh, here. Man. Who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody the other day mm-hmm. and just mentioned like, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's worth the trial just to be like, just mm-hmm. drop, drop a couple of drops of yeah. water just to see, like figure yeah, out yourself, like, out. which is kind of nice because there's a couple where it works out. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so this one I can see. Yeah, I'm getting medicinal notes a little bit. Um, um, some like, uh, and I've been getting this a lot lately. So hopefully it's not a me thing, but I'm getting some mm. like mintiness, like a little bit of a uh, spearmint, almost um, like a uh, mint julep. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. along those lines. I get um, that. But I mean, for twenty three bucks, like it's mm-hmm. it's not bad. It's good. Yeah, I like it. It's funny it's we talked too. about. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my here's my thing about light in flavor a little bit, but the like I said, like I we talked about this in the hundred proof uh, bourbon episode that I preferred the eighty six proof bourbon, uh-huh. and yeah, I, I don't that. think it's a bad thing to prefer a little less proof sometimes. Even like I'm a I, I can get behind a good cast strength any yeah. day, but I yep. do think this is overproofed. I think this I could, could be uh, 90 proof I could and see probably that. amazing. Mm-hmm. I see but that. we'll find out. It might be terrible when we drop a drop or two. On the back end, I get a little bit of like that Evan Williams peanuttiness mm-hmm. a little bit. So there's, so I don't know if this is the proof or not. Uh, it is really good. Um, and the rye shows up a lot. I'm getting notes of like uh, cinnamon a little bit and stuff like that. But I am also um, getting a little bit of a bite. I don't use that word often in this podcast, but there is kind of a, a taste to it that reminds me of Bargs root beer. You mean Barks? Is it Barks? Apparently it's pronounced Barks. Oh, um, oh, excuse me. Barks has bite. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. their old slogan. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where I went. Wait, did you drop oh. some drops? No, 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 no. Uh, yes, yes, I did. Sorry, I also poured my uh, ice pour, but hey, I gotta be. Ooh, so I found a new way to drop water. You take a water bottle and you just slowly open it until it drops a few drops. <laughs> that sounds da- that looks dangerous. Yeah, at least it's twenty three bucks a pour exactly. or a bottle, so you can risk it. You don't want to try this with like George G. Stag or anything like that. Yeah. Let's give it the old swirly poo. You know, ooh, it's got some Aracuda. nice. Ooh, yeah, it does. I like the I, nose, nose a lot with, more. Yeah. Nose with water is definitely better. So you're onto something. Mm-hmm. Like it might be overproofed. Um, mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit of like it's. I, I still get more bourbon than I get rye. Like oh, the really? corns there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's sweet, appley, and I get nutty some of those is apples. what I'm getting. I'm getting I get even a, a stone fruit. Uh, almost oh, like an okay. apricot peach, but not not as much the stone or the uh, the the apricot was... seed or the almondy taste. It's more of a almost like an apricotty or okay. Like you know, I was gonna say I did get a little bit of pear earlier, mm-hmm. but that's not a stone fruit. But um, 
Yeah, this is better lower proof. No, I'm I'm behind like peachy maybe even mm. with the water. So I just dropped a few drops. I had a decent pour. So I imagine I proofed it down to like maybe 90. Um, I like it better. There is a weird, like right at the end, it's a more metallic note okay. uh, just at the finish. Um, I'm getting a little weird. Metallic-y note? No, uh, and I wasn't getting Metallica it, like... note? Yeah, this has been blackened, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, I... uh, for whom the bell tolled. Yeah. So I played uh, Master of Puppets for Amara mm-hmm. the other day. That's a good yeah, album first, to play in total for your. Well, daughter. just just the song "Master oh, yeah. Puppets," and uh, I was like, "You like this, Mark?" Because I was like cleaning. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Master, Master." She's like, "No, no, this is not okay. This is what are you doing? This is weird. Why are you doing this?" Mm-hmm. And then it hit the uh, like the kind of like uh, instrumental breakdown where it mm-hmm. slows down, and I'm like, "What do you think of this now, Mark?" She's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. the same guys." Um, but anyway, that's that's very much getting into like music notes mm-hmm. Hoy! on uh anyway uh Not no thing. um <laughs> there is like a meta- metallic kind of like mm. tang at the end mm-hmm. yeah it's like when you uh bite on tin foil mm-hmm. but it's not as sharp as that it's just kind of mm-hmm. lingering there mm. like a mint almost like, like a it's almost min- it's minty too yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't like this with water. Taste again for mint. I mean, I like, like the I, beginning I, of the palate, but the finish is yeah. interesting. So maybe it Me? was properly proved. And I wasn't getting, yeah, absolutely. I wasn't getting anything on the neat as far as that note, but with a little bit of water, like it's got, it's definitely minty metallic on the water. But so I just went for another sip with water. Ah, it's that finish, man. It's almost great. But then that finish just kills it. Away. Yeah. I don't know which one I like more. All right. I got to go back to the neat real quick. I definitely like the neat. Neat is where it's at. It, it definitely breaks down towards the end. Uh, yeah. This is weird. I like it. But there's parts of it I don't. <laughs> like, I guess that, yeah. that makes sense. But like that's kind of what you get in every bourbon. But, but it's I, not bourbon. Yeah, or that's right. In every, See, are, you, are you getting there there too right now? Is it a little more bourbon? I, don't know, I think it just slipped. Yeah. Okay. Let me get, let me but, try that again. Let me taste for the bourbon slash rye real quick. Because I'm re- I really do get a lot of mm-hmm. like bourbon notes from it. Like, there's not a lot of that rye spice for me. There's not a lot of that like candied. Um, rye sort of flavor that you get. There's it, there's some. Like minty spiciness, mm-hmm. but I don't know. This is uh, it's interesting. I want to love this, but I don't hate it. But it's somewhere in the middle. Well, let's Girl, try it with some ice. Well, here's the thing: you say you want to love this, but this is not like it's not. A, this not is not an expensive bottle. Like yeah. this, is, and this will be a great old fashioned, or, or especially a, a Manhattan on this, John. Manhattan. Mint julep. I'm going julepy on it. Yeah. No, this like, would be better than Woodford for a mint julep. Yeah. I was going to say, like, watch out, Woodford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a rye. Who knew? But that a rye but, would you know, make like, a this great is, mint like, julep. Like, neat wise, like, so far neat. Like, this mm-hmm. is a great because 
kind of what we've mentioned is like it's rice season, right? Yeah. Um, this is great every day. Kind of a you know, you just want a little bit here and there. This is a great one to have. Really interesting note on the nose with some ice for me personally. And it's always so variable with ice, depends on how much you put in, how much it melts, stuff Ooh. like that. But I got a really nice like apple orchard smell. And that's not like okay. a vinegary, you know how some apple orchards smell like mm-hmm. apple vinegar because so many of them. Oh, you know, then you got like some kid taking a dump in the yeah. apple orchard. Turkey dump, even. Like, yeah. Turkey dump. Turkey's dump. Put a, put his dump, dump there. Everyone's pooping like, in an orchard. Orchard's carved his dump date the into the tree. It's crazy. It's yeah. like Floki all over again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't apple more of a bourbon kind of a note? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, so, there. like, I'm still getting like to me this feels more like a high rye bourbon than it does a rye. But there's still a sharpness like, like, within the, there something the cool. Something mm-hmm. has gone awry. Awry. <laughs> so yeah, I, like I get I get it. It's, it to me it tastes more like a high rye bourbon than a rye. It's so definitely we, that's a good point. If it were a bourbon, it would be a high rye bourbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, but still at that, like, you know, it's a nice, it's rye season to me. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's price wise, get it, but it's a, it's not necessarily a rye. Like I just like, so the other night, uh, last night we went out and we were sitting by the uh, solo camp stove mm-hmm. bonfire, and uh, I poured a little bit of uh, which is big beans in it. No, I should have. Yeah. But no, I poured a little bit of Midwinter's Night Dram. And I remember on that that bottle, I was like, that's not a rye to me. It doesn't have that, yeah. that spicy notes that you, you kind it's of expect. It's pretty, pretty smoothed out. Yeah, by the, uh, <clears> yeah so it's like that's kind of what I'm feeling with this. Where it's like, if you're looking for a standard rye, this is not going to be it. But I would argue, though, that okay. the difference, like I always say, a chewy caramel versus a hard candy. Mm-hmm. This is still more hard candy like to me. That's my only hesitation of saying this okay. is bourbon like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I will but say that's um, me. That's me. That's you. Mm-hmm. It's us. This is us. That's chill filtered, baby. That should, <laughs> that should be our next podcast. Hey, that's the name of the we, podcast. <laughs> we haven't done that forever. <laughs> I don't um, know. I just referenced us and said, hey, that's us. <laughs> You know what? And if you're listening, great. Mm-hmm. Glad to have you here. If you're not, we're having fun. Yeah. Um, Ice-wise, I kind of like the ice. I get don't. That, uh, you don't? Okay. There's some good notes to it. I actually get a very nice candy note. I'm not getting that. Like, but it's it's overlaid by, like, bitter. Yeah? Oh, you getting bitter? Yeah, it's like in would and you, out of bitter, yeah. That bitter note is closer to uh, that, like, metallic note you got mm-hmm. before. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not getting that like I was. Like there's a little bit of not a nice pour. Like the for me that metallic note was more pepperminty, mint, minty, mm-hmm. like yeah, a yeah. really strong but weird mm-hmm. mint. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not. I'm getting a little bit of mint on the a uh, little bit of that spearmint. I, back I, I can get behind wheat. that, almost like a spearmint gum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not like it's not. Uh, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. It's colder. Yeah, which is that's nice. for sure. Yeah. Hey, you know what? This episode should be somewhat of a shout out to one of our Patreon listeners, uh, Andrew Loudon and his wife. I want to say Melissa. Sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, but Andrew was like, 
I he said he recently got into uh, Old Forester Rye, and I was like, hey, you're repping it so much. I got to try it out. So, um, no, I like it. Yeah, I think mm. uh, it, I I would definitely drink this neat. Mm. I don't know if you're gonna drink it though, right? Because you're like, neat's not great. Needs to be is overproof. This will make a fantastic cocktail. Like, I, yeah. I think this will okay. work really and, well and in, it's a, price in a, for a cocktail. Cocktail, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. <clears throat> this sadly won't make my neat or for just like straight pouring, like list. Yeah, it's too bad. There's something off. I just wish, it, like, like I said, I wish it were proofed better. But then when we under or we proofed it down, I got that bitter. So maybe it was proofed correctly. I think the best pour, like you said, is the neat pour. I'm gonna give this a rating of um, seven one, seven point one. Okay. Um, you know, I'm in the sevens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta. I got, so I was thinking, like, I gotta figure out kind of like what my standard middle of the road rating is because that's mm-hmm. what this gets. Um. Would I buy this? Absolutely for twenty three bucks. Sure, yeah. uh, that's that's a good price. Um, I'm gonna go like a seven point four. I feel like that's kind of like standard. Like it's good. Uh-huh. I mean, like price per ounce is probably gonna be higher. Mm-hmm. But is there a, any comparable tr- low twenties rye out there besides like Rittenhouse? Maybe so uh, what is it? The um, old um it's a jim beam product old overholt that can be that we should have that on the podcast we should do that um i like and i mentioned it on the next in the segment we're coming up in two segments one segment uh but uh crater lake uh special reserve Mm -hmm. has a really good rye it kind of hits like the cinnamon notes things for Uh me like um and it's right around like 25. Oh, really? That's pretty yeah, good 23, for a 25. distillery. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I go. I think, I think this just lacks on what you expect from a rye. Mm-hmm, totally. Now, here's the thing. If I was approaching this, uh, if this was a bourbon, mm-hmm. I probably would have rated it lower. I don't yeah. know. And that just struck me right now. Yeah, something to think about. This It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, I think I lost what I was going to say, but I'll, I'll, okay. I'll think of it later. Okay. Oh, we are going long on this episode. Dude, we have been. And it's funny for an old Forester episode, but um, do you want to move it over to our next segment of the show? Yeah, let's do that. Let's send it over to Whiskey World News. All right, it's time for Whiskey World News, part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it, and that's about all we do. And mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, so this is a longer article. I don't feel like time-wise I can do it justice, but if you want to check it out, it comes from The Daily Beast, and it was written by Lou Bry- Ooh, Bryson. Lou Bryson. So he's he's a he's a big deal in the whiskey journalism uh, thing. Is I he? actually I, read I his know. book. He read He wrote a book called Tasting Whiskey. And it's actually a really great book. He talks about what goes into each specific whiskey. He talks about which makes them all, not like each individual whiskey, but what are the variables? He talks about the variables and then he talks about what's the best way to taste it. And I'm not going to give away his, his secrets. Uh, read your book on your own. I, I definitely recommend Lou Bryson. He's a great guy. Okay. Well, I can see why you recommend him because here we go into the article. Nice. To be a native son of Pennsylvania. That's me. That was a yeah, nickname in college. <laughs> 
That's not that funny, but it's true. <laughs> but it is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be the heir to the long tradition of rye whiskey, starting with Bomberger's rye whiskey, later to become Michter's. Michter's. Yeah. Uh, which was said to have warmed the revolution. The whiskey rebellion was almost certainly brought to boil by Pennsylvania stills full of rye mash. And in 1810, Abe Overholt started making his own old Overholt old rye Overholt, whiskey baby. in Pennsylvania. We got to do it. We just uh, which it. Yeah. now can claim the honor of being America's oldest brand of whiskey. Uh-huh. I visited Michter's Michter's in 1987 when it was still humming. It was a seminal moment, and I embraced rye whiskey as a proud Pennsylvanian. But the category almost tragically died in the mid-1990s. Every year, there were fewer rye drinkers around and just a handful of distilleries producing a token amount of it. Mm-hmm. It still saddens me to think how close we came to losing rye altogether. So as a proud Pennsylvanian, that was Cole's second nickname. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it has been wonderful to witness the rebirth of American rye whiskey. Now, most major distillers are making the spirit and its signature of the craft distillery movement, a rebirth, rebirth of the cocktail. But mm. this Pennsylvania whiskey, this American whiskey, turns out to be, well, not all that American after all. Sacre mm. <gasps> blue. Sacre blue. Uh, distillation <laughs> of rye actually came to the United States by way of German ing- immigrants. Jawohl. Oh, uh, yeah. Entirely a German transplant said, David Wondrick. That sounds German. I think he's got something up his Super German. The noted cocktail and spirits historian, half full of co- half full and a half full colleague, which I assume is probably some of their writing conglomerate. Maybe. The first mention of distilling rye in America is in correspondence between people in the Massachusetts colony in 1648, where one of them asked about the German recipe for making rye whiskey. That seems pretty plain yeah. and simple. Mm-hmm. The letter is in the collection of Massachusetts Historical Society from Emmanuel Downing in Boston to John Winthrop as at Pequot, dated April 1648. I have even now sold my horse to James Oliver for tin purchase the still. I pray remember me about the German receipt for making the strong water and rye meal without malting of the corn. Mm. That's deep. It's <laughs> it Whatever felt he deep. Just said. Yeah, yeah. It felt uh, like he then writes felt. most yeah. immodestly in October 1648 that I have wrought the stilling these three months and the water I make Mac. No, oh, he, he macks it, it all right. <laughs> Return of the Mac. Rye whiskey. <laughs> turn of the Mac from the Germans. Um, <laughs> Actually, oh, I, what's the name? Mark Morrison. That, who is? Mm-hmm. Who's the guy who sings that song? Mark. I'm gonna look it up. He is German. Mark, Mark Morrison does not sing "Return of the Mac." Who's the guy? Yeah, no, it's freaking Mark Morrison. He sings "Return is of the Mac." Yeah, I hope. No, we, yeah, I Mark hope. Morrison, and he is freaking um, German. Oh my uh, gosh! Did yeah. we just blow the top off? Yeah, this he's whole from Rye Hanover, Germany. So I think it all comes full circle here. That is "Return of the Mac." Yeah, and, there's no you know, from the 1800s. M A K. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. I feel like we're super sleuths. Yeah, we just. I think we just saw Blue's Clues. <laughs> we're crazy. Uh, <laughs> Someone's listening and they're like, "I can't listen anymore." <laughs> this is awful. Uh, Germany had a well-established uh, the. Uh, okay, sorry. I how route distilling three months, months, 
like the writing on this, like they're quoting it verbatim and it's tricky uh, to read. The water I mac is desired and more rather than the spirits <laughs> they bring from London. <laughs> Germany had a well-established industry of making spirits from rye, wondered Seth. They've been doing it for a while. You know what? Let's just stop there. Yeah, that's probably a good place to stop. <laughs> Let's just say, here's my thoughts on that article. Okay, that cool. America rules. And every time I'm going to refer to drinking rye whiskey, I'm going to refer to it as macking rye whiskey now. I'm going to mac it up. I'm going to mac that whiskey so hard. I mac this old forester. And that's the song of my people. Oh! <laughs> there it is! I'm going to mac that, probably, that rye whiskey. That was probably too loud that's for probably, the podcast, but that is yeah. Cole's unveiling of the song of his and people. And it wasn't even oh that good. <laughs> no, I was just happy that it happened. Yeah, I had to get it out someday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right, so, hey, Cole, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I believe it. You know, you think about you think about this. You think about this. You think about this. I, I'm going to refer to the <laughs> the great uh, Jack White uh, in the oh, yeah. great song called Icky Thump. Uh-huh. And it says something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing at this point, uh, Americans got nothing better to do. You better kick yourself out. You're an immigrant too. And I would not assume, and I would be really happy if I were proven wrong by this, that the Native Americans... Uh, started distilling whiskey before uh, P- immigrants came to America. Um, like, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that corn is an American product. Rye is not. So it all makes sense that like, I mean, they were distilling grapes and, and stuff like that in Europe well before they, you know, America was distilling anything. But the fact is that like rye whiskey's cool. But but uh, Europeans got one thing that they can't ever take from us, one or two things. One, our freaking freedom. freedom. Yeah. <laughs> and then two, we'll uh, corn whiskey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll never take bourbon from us. So if they want to take rye, they can take rye. Then I believe it. Yeah, there's there's rye out in the European land, uh, but there's not corn. So take that Europe. All right. Well, coal. Quotes. Well, quote, Cole quotes Icky Thump. I -hmm. quote Ecclesiastes verse Mm -hmm. 1 9. Yeah. What has been done will be again. What has been done will be done again. Mm -hmm. There is nothing new under the sun. sun. So, Mm -hmm. you know what? There's probably nothing new. I don't know. Like, everything's been done. And I've got a child invading me right now. Just be quiet. So uh, I think that covers Whiskey World News for the week. Let's cover ne- last week's results from uh, what whiskey would you choose real quick? All right. So last week, hey, <laughs> if you guys are going to invade the studio. <laughs> I can hear that. It's great. Gosh, sorry. No, you're fine. It's probably a good add-in. I'm sure, um, oh, you know, us girl like, dads. People can identify uh, girl dads There's like us. There's a lot us. of girl dads in the whiskey world. Shout out to Dramhound, Matt Porter, The Grease. Yeah. Uh, who else is girl dad? Uh, so uh, speaking of The Grease, yeah. I was watching uh, some championship football here. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, gosh, I want to say it was like SEC championship. And... Uh, <laughs> Golic Jr. came on. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. looks like the Grease. No, it wasn't the SC Championship. It was, uh, anyway, the Grease looks like uh, Golic Jr. Nice. So. We'll tell, we'll anyway. tell the Grease that. Shh, Junior. Hey, Junior. Yeah, we do that. 
<laughs> so we're looking Sorry. over last week's results. Uh, what whiskey would you gift a novice whiskey drinker who right. enjoys whiskey but is early in the journey? Cole went with Baby Sass. Great Baby choice. Mm -hmm. I went with Crater Lake Reserve Rye <laughs> Whiskey. And Cole won 79 to 20%. Hey, Jimmy. It's a guest episode. Oh, my gosh. She's dove in on us. So we got some write-ins here. Miles Ferguson killed 518 said something from A.W. Bowman to introduce a craft distiller plus available in Virginia. So I think that's a, a big Bowman. thing, too. It's like... A Smith Bowman. Okay. Yeah. Well, I wrote or everybody wrote. And but I think that's the thing is like what's accessible, right? So like yeah, yeah, totally. this like especially with the episode, like this ride, if it's accessible to you, buy yeah. it. If it's not, don't overpay. Yeah. Kind of a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh D Manlian. D M A N. Nice. Sounds like a new guy. It's a new guy, yeah. Like Welcome. Double Oak. Yeah. Nice. Appreciate you having that's here. That's a good point. Thanks for yeah. writing in. Yeah. But yeah, Woodford Double Oaked. I think that's a great choice right there. Mm -hmm. Totally. Uh Bro asked Tasca Bro Tasca Nascanosa, our turtle yep. Canadian turtle friend. Nika mm -hmm. from the barrel, so oh, complex. Can't and I think can't lose. Yeah. And if they're already into Bert, if they're already into whiskey, you give mm -hmm. them that and they're like, Yeah, this is another avenue to go down. So change it. Yeah. And then some guy C C bald. Hey, sounds like a new listener to me. Yeah, um, I have I haven't hey, seen shout out C C bald. <laughs> We're with Screwball peanut butter whiskey. Some quality whiskey indeed. Wow. Yeah, I don't trust that guy. It doesn't sound uh, like he knows what he's talking about. That C Seabald. What's his first well, name? It just says C. I don't oh, know. Weird. C is in Cole, I guess. Yeah. He's like Funky Cole Medina. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Marita went with Wild Turkey 101. Nice. Beard new beard dot bruise dot in dot whiskey. Evan Williams, 1783. Uh, nice. Dramhound, Willer Antique 107. Perfect example of a yeah. good bourbon that's not worth secondary pricing. And I think that's a good point. Like you're mm -hmm. kind of saying, like, listen, you're in office. Let's get into like secondary stuff. Yeah. Is this worth the secondary price? Yeah, that's a good lesson so, right there. Yeah. It's like you want to teach them early. Like, is this worth three hundred dollars or whatever Antics going for anymore? <laughs> yeah. And then Brian Rap Makers Forty Six. I'm behind nice. that. Marco mm -hmm. in KC Gentle Sweet Redbreast Writer's Ooh. Tears or Glenfiddich Fire and Cane. And I, nice. I, I did pour your sample of Fire and Cane. And I, I, I'll, so like bourbon. If they're into bourbons, I gotta disagree a little bit because that's a, it's a little it's peaty and amazing but if you're Wait, into you, whiskeys in general did you finish the sample that he sent did he send us fire and cane i don't think he did i don't think he did no no, yeah, no okay no, no. Well, no, just I, saying I, got, I got a bottle for the podcast and i opened it oh, and just gotcha, had a gotcha. little, little i was like wait he sent something and you finished it <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no uh our good friend uh john he's an embellished pod which we nice. probably mentioned way too much but not nah, enough but not a, not enough yeah not enough. Uh, John Hughes went with four roses, either a small batch or a single barrel. I've nice. won over tons of drinkers with these, and yeah. I agree, small batch is awesome. So anyway, and that was that last small week. batch select. Yeah, which is much more available now. Available and moderately priced. I saw it at the ABC store the other day. Yeah, mm. and it's as good. easy as one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. All right, Cole. So, so what is this week's what whiskey would you choose? This week's what whiskey would you choose? Very simple. It is the Christmas season. And everyone loves Christmas. Uh, and what well, whiskey? Which yeah, <laughs> no, that's a, that's a stretch. Uh, what whiskey would you wish you were gifted this holiday Christmas season? So I, I'll be honest here. Mm -hmm. 
and I don't think my mother-in-law listens to the podcast. Uh-huh. But she has had a history. So when I first got into whiskey, mm-hmm. I didn't know there was such a thing as Fireball. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is like a good Christmas whiskey. It's mm-hmm. it's flavored it's like cinnamon. cinnamon-y. And my it's answer whiskey. is going to be... My answer is... And, and then she glommed onto that, which... Bless her. Oh, I yeah, appreciate she's a great. It. I love her. She's great. Woman. Oh, my mother in law is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I've really lucked out. Remind me of her name, Sue. 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 Sue O'Rourke. Yeah. She's great. Mm-hmm. But she kind of got attached to the idea of like, this is he, my son. Robbie likes loves Fireball. Fireball. Yeah. Yeah. So and I he will loves get whiskey. Fire, I <laughs> yeah. will get Fireball. So to be honest, and I feel bad saying this on the podcast, and I hope none of my family's listening, and no one feels <laughs> offended. But I would say anything other than Fireball. Nice. Like if you, you use, if you give me a bottle of Jack Daniels, cool, I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. If you give me a bottle, like give me a, any sort of bottle other than Fireball, yeah, I'll be happy with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was that's a pretty bad answer, but that's the truth. So cool. Well, what about I'm gonna you? beat you this year? You will. Because I'll tell you one thing that I would like die for. Like I had this was honestly out of 2021 could have been the best besides like the uh, uh single oak project that uh john hughes so graciously sent us the best pour i had potentially i gotta really think about it but the best pour i think i had this year was not on the podcast it was at a bar in gilbert arizona and it was russell's 13 it was insanely good and like it's not really findable anymore and but if if i got like i wish i was gifted that bottle this year because i could never find it uh, especially where i was i just wish i could have but no yeah no, like no luck all right man hey yeah. so i got kids crying in the background nice. what are we drinking next week cole so next week we're gonna be tw- two uh countries that we've never touched before there is a french whiskey which we're gonna go with bastille uh which is a french single malt and then secondly we're gonna go with um who's that finley hi finley hi um we're gonna be between french whiskey bastille and then we're gonna be between indian whiskey uh specifically paul john peated at 55 percent that sounds like a big uh, john called by volume yep that's a big big john John. and i sure hope that bryce marita will shout out to a at least a two john sighting in this episode (laughs) this week so um that's what we got this week. Uh, thanks for joining us. I hope, Robbie, that Finley and Juniper and Amara and everyone gets along and has a good rest of their day. And Cole, I hope your house gets painted, carpeted, and you get ready for Christmas without your own house. I hope that Christmas is going to be awesome, as it always is this year. But most of, but all, most listeners, of all listeners, I hope I that hope our love of our spirits, spirits live in your